Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intepo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Intepo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Pastor Andrew, for the invitation. You have a beautiful church. Clap your hands for the club. Lift up your hands. Holy, holy, Lord, you are worthy, and I am honored to sing your praise. Jesus. 
thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Thank you that you are in our presence. We love you, mighty God. We ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in your way. The eyes of our understanding be enlightened that we may know what is the hope of your calling. Thank you for this wonderful church, your wonderful people. Thank you for your blessing that is here, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, David Jesus. Yesterday, I started sharing with you on a, a pattern for a growing, caring, and healthy church. A growing, caring, and healthy church. And um, we realized that from the scriptures that Jesus is building his church. Hallelujah. That is the most important thing that the Lord is doing. How many of you want to be blessed? So what person will show up? Me parcho, mawani enji ni aradi eyo. Ni enji ema aradi eni na sorry. The building of the church, the salvation of souls, souls going to heaven, entering the kingdom of God, is the heartbeat of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, I will build my church. Amen. And we realized that the New Testament church was a growing and also a caring church. So it was a healthy church. A healthy church is a growing church and a, and a caring church. Hallelujah. And I showed you that God always asks the people that used to be careful to build according to the path that he gave to them. And we realized yesterday that when we build according to God's pattern, his glory, his power, his presence, his blessings come to be with his people. Amen. Alright. Now, so, today, we want to see how to build the church according to God's pattern. What is the pattern that we must use? And I told you yesterday that the pattern is okay, the cell system. Parcels. Area fellowships. I want you to come with me to Acts chapter 2. And today we are going to read a lot of scriptures. Because this is a teaching convention. Hallelujah. I think I just want to share some truth with you. And if you can understand the truth and apply the truth, you'll be blessed. Amen. Alright. Yeah. Acts chapter 2 from verse 41. Acts chapter 2 from verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Yeah? 
And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed, verse 44, were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted to all men as every man had need. And they, look at verse 46, verse 46 is our way, is our verse. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of hearts. Hallelujah. Now take note of the scripture. Alright. What was the pattern of the New Testament church? In the New Testament church, you will see that the church took place in two places. Alright. Number one, the church took place in the temple or the public gathering. The big meetings. So we are in the temple. We have gathered here. There is a temple. When we gathered here on Sundays, we are gathered in the temple. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they eat their meat of gladness and singleness of heart. What was the result? Continue. What was the result? Alright. What was the result? Continue. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their normal daily those who were being saved. So watch. We said that we must build a church, but build the church according to the pattern that God has given to us. I showed you yesterday that the Old Testament church was a growing church from five, from, from, from 120 3,000 were added, 5,000 were added, multitudes were added, and, I mean, until the whole city, out of the 13 and 44, the whole city was now gathering to hear the word of God. So it was a growing church. But not only was it a growing church, it was also a caring church. Out of the 2 verse 44, out of the, um, out of the uh, 4, okay, from verse 34, 34, 35, we see that the people did not have any lack. So it was a growing, caring, healthy church. But how did they run the church? How did they build it? Watch this. That's what we are talking about. This church was built by the apostles having church in two places. Number one, they had church in the big temple. And number two, they had church in the houses. Hallelujah. This is one of the most important revelations. If we are to build a growing, healthy church, the mistake, the pastor that God has used to build the largest church in the world, it's a Korean pastor. He's called Dr. Nyongi Cho. He's an old man now, getting to 80 years. Alright. 
Now he retired as a pastor of the church in 2008. And by that time they had 830,000 people in the church. Okay? And he said, listen to this. He said, the mistake that the modern church has made and is making, and that has not led the church to grow, is the fact that the modern church has deviated from the pattern that God gave to the New Testament church and has restricted church only to the temple worship. What we know as church is but Hallelujah. Now that is what has come to be called the cell system. Amen. So tonight I'm talking about the cell system as the pattern for building a growing, caring, healthy church. The cell system as a pattern for a growing, healthy, caring church. Amen? And, and I want you to understand that its heritage would embrace the cell system and give yourself to it. Now, at my cathedral, my cathedral is a cell-based church. Yeah. 95% of the people are in cell. 95, maybe even more. If you ask how many of you are in area fellowship, we call them area fellowships, you know, or Basel, all right, you see, 95 to 98% of the people. On Sundays, especially our early services, we have our five services on Sundays, our early services, all right, when you come to the car park, you see there's a few cars. And when you enter, eh, there are hundreds of people seated, but you see a few cars. Because we bring the people in buses. Yeah. We use 70 buses, different types. Tata buses, oven buses, small ones, big ones, on a Sunday. To bring the people, we bring people from Glyphae, from Pambros. Yeah. And to recently we are bringing people from Medina and from Nungwa. Did you get it? Yeah. I'm trying to say that if your church should embrace this biblical pattern, you are going to see a growing, healthy, and caring church. Hallelujah. And the cell system is not a man's idea. The cell system is the idea of the Holy Spirit. When, listen, when God started building his church, now this is what happened. There were only 12 apostles and a few disciples. And suddenly, thousands of people were coming into the church. So the question is that, who was going to take care of these thousands of people? 
We are going to look after all these thousand people. And go for so, why so it was God's own divine strategic plan for the church. So the church in the Old Testament okay, was written in two places. During the Sabbath and even on daily basis in the temple and then within the week, also meeting from house to house. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The cell, the bustle is the church in the house. What is a bustle? A church in the house. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to show you very soon that in the Bible, in the early testament church, this is how they were operating. But what is a cell? What is a cell? When we say a cell, what does it mean? A cell is a small group meeting of members of the same church. That happens within the week. Alright? For the purposes of prayer, Bible study, evangelism, and showing of love and care. Hallelujah. What is a cell? A cell is a small group meeting of members of the same church in the course of the week. That happens in houses. Okay? For the purpose of prayer, Bible study, evangelism, and the showing of love or the demonstration of love and care. Amen. So, number one, it is members of the same church. So, Heritage okay, Baptist Church International, Asopan, the members there, alright, within the week, meet in different homes to have fellowship, study the Bible, to pray together, to care for one another. I get what I'm saying. To evangelize. That is a cell. Yeah. And this is what the Holy Spirit himself introduced to the disciples. And the result, listen, the result was that the church grew. It grew. Let's go back to the scripture. Acts chapter 2, 46 and 47. Acts chapter 2, 46 and 47. Acts chapter 2, 46 and 47. Quickly. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple. Are you seeing that? Where? In the temple. And breaking bread from where? House to house. So two places. Two places. Church, the pattern of God's church is that the church must meet in the temple 
and the church must meet from house to house. That is a thing. That is a fact. And remember, when God asked Moses to build the temple, yesterday we read the scripture in Exodus chapter 40. 40. From verse 16. We read it. The Bible said that and Moses finished everything and did everything as the Lord commanded Moses. Yeah. So you already Asia as it's so important. It's so important. I told you yesterday, will you be happy that you have given your plans to your contractor and then the contractor puts the plans aside? So on one case one who then be one where your friends say Malam Junction, if you're a pa into a person or demand against the plans that you do. So, so that is why, you know, God will be there watching you and you'll be struggling with the church. You'll be struggling with the church. Do you get it? Yeah? It was when we moved into the cell system in 2009 after almost one year of struggling, trying to do all kinds of ministries, fellowships, you know, and all that. And the church was not working. And the Lord said, go back to cells. Go back. I taught you cells. I've gone to Korea, I've learned ourselves, you know, and I'll go back. And then when we started, the church just exploded. Hmm? The church just exploded into thousands. Hmm? Now I cannot build it. I'm just about to launch a new church. Yeah. Already we have like 30, 30, 30, some, almost 40 cells already on the ground. On the ground. Yeah. Last Thursday, when they met, okay, there were more than 600 people. There were more than 600 people. In the, in the, in the fellowship. And we have not launched the church. This is just the, the fellowship that we have launched in the place, about 30 something of them. When they met, there were over 600 people. When we put all the attendances together. So, you, if you want to be blessed, you have to do that according to God's pattern. Amen. Amen. Alright. And look at verse, verse, uh, verse 47. Acts chapter 2 verse 47. Okay. Praising God and having favor of all the people. And the Lord added. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. There was growth. There was increase. People were being saved. Revival was there. Because the church was being built according to God's pattern. Now, now, let's look into the scriptures. So we see here that the church was meeting in the temple and in the house. Is that also? Are you here? Go home. Okay. Let's look at uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 42. Acts chapter 5 and verse 42. Acts chapter 5 and verse 32. And, 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 take note of the scriptures. And daily, watch, and daily in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and to preach Christ. So they were preaching Christ in the temple and they were preaching Christ in every house. The church was taking place in two places. In the temple and in the house. 
How many of you want God to bless heritage? All the branches where we are. Yeah, this is the pattern. This is the pattern. This is the pattern. We have to have church on Sundays in the big district. And within the week, we must meet in different homes. Everybody must open your home. We must have bathrooms or area fellowships there. Yes, that is the pattern. That's the pattern. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, from verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his barrier and made great lamentation over him. Verse 3. As for Saul, watch. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch. Why is it that Paul, Saul, was going to the houses? Why was he going to the houses? He knew that if you could not find the believers in the temple, you can find them in the house. He knew. He knew. That is why the, 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 the cell-based church is called the underground church. So there are two, the church must operate in two places. The superground church. This is the superground church. And then the cells is the underground church. The church that means underground. Now watch this. Watch this. If there is a situation in Accra, I listen to me. If there is a situation in Accra that does not allow heritage to meet in the temple, heritage can exist as a church for the next five years without operating in public. How? To the cells. When you go to China, the churches are not allowed, you know, to meet publicly. But there are over 500 million Chinese Christians who meet in cells and fellowships and house churches all over. All over. Amen? So Saul knew that if you cannot find the believers in the temple, you go to the houses. They are meeting there. They are meeting there. Amen? Acts chapter 20 and verse 20. Acts chapter 20 and verse 20. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. But I've shown you and I've taught you publicly and from house to house. <laughs> I have taught you publicly and then I've also taught you from house to house. The New Testament pattern of the church was that the church was meeting in the public place and the church was also meeting from house to house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eh? 
na ye de asio asori de kwese de ye shiemu asori da ya ya asori ya pon ya kofie ya kwakote ada ne ya sai ashiemu bim the next sunday that is not a party that is why a lot of churches are not going yeah most of the most of the mega churches in the world today you think about any mega church that you can think about it's a service church you are the football school but Dr. Cho is a, 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 a service church yeah um, how do you call it um, winner chapel winner chapel one time I was listening to Bishop Oedipo he said this year we are going to start 2,000 more cells yeah winner chapel service lighters have been service for many many many, many years ICGC, cell base, even Church of Pentecost, they meet. Even Methodist Church, Methodist, they have classes. 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 Amen? So, heritage. And already, I'm sure you have started, but we must take it to the next level. Yes. Everything, what everything is service. Everything. Yeah. There's this story that I like to tell about a pastor in El Salvador, Pastor Mario Vega. El Salvador is a small country in in southern America. Now this pastor heard about this cell teaching from the Tachu and decided to apply it in his church. They were meeting in a place like this. Soon they couldn't have a place to meet. Soon they could not have a place. No hall could take them. So they decided to meet in the stadium. When they met in the stadium, they occupied only a small part of it. Soon that stadium was They couldn't fit. So they started meeting in a second stadium. And then they filled that one also. Then they had to meet in a third stadium. Until now, in El Salvador at that time, he said, there were only five stadiums. Only five. And they still all of them. To the service. To the service. When you build a church according to the path of God, you must expect a blessing to come upon your church. I see that blessing coming upon this church. I say, I see that blessing coming upon this church. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen, Richard? Amen. Hallelujah. Are you going to go home? Acts chapter 12 and verse 12. 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 Now listen. Alright. I can't go. I can't read all the scriptures because we don't have much time. But do you remember that in Acts chapter 12, Peter had been arrested by King Herod and put in prison. And the angel of the Lord went to release him. How many of you remember that story? Very good. 
Now, Peter found himself on the street. So, in verse 12, the Bible says, And when he had considered the thing, watch this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose name was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. There was a cell meeting going on in the house of Mary, the mother of John, of John Mark. John Mark, John Mark's mother's house was a meeting place for a cell meeting. And they were praying. I told you that one of the things, one of the purposes of the cells is prayer. They were praying and interceding for Peter. And God heard their prayer and released Peter. When Peter came out, he was thinking, where should I go? Where can I, I where, where? Then he remembered, ah! In, in Jomar's mother's house, by this time, by this time, a cell meeting is going. <laughs> Hallelujah. So all of you must be ready to open your homes for cell meetings. Yes. Amen. All of you must be ready. Anybody who has a, a home here, you must open it up. And when you open up your home, a certain blessing will come upon you. It is called the blessing of Obedidom. The blessing of Obedidom. Obedidom was a broke man. Obedidom. School fees spare six years. Huh? Yeah. And now one day, Ohini David, a coffer the act of court. And as Sansemia says, or the act of God, you could see Obedidon fee. When you open, listen, when you open your house for a cell meeting to take place there, you have brought the ark of God to your house. Bring the ark of God to your house. When you open your home, that's it. Yeah. So your rented room, your hall, your corridor, wherever you must let us bring a cell meeting there because you want the blessing of Obedidam. How many of you want the blessing of Obedidam to come upon you? Yeah. Amen. But I want you to see that that in the New Testament, the church was meeting. This is a pattern. This is a pattern. This is a pattern. And if your church will give itself 
you must have cell, cell days. We have cell days where we celebrate. We, we put on, you know, different t-shirts, different areas of their t-shirts. We have, we have cell day games. Yes. You should see us at the Ndapa Park having games among different, uh, different areas. People who are in Mampro, people who are in people who are here, who are, who are here, playing, encouraging. It's a major thing. And that is what has led to a major, major blessing to our church. And may that blessing come upon this church. May that blessing come upon this church. May that blessing come upon this church. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you now are convinced? Are you convinced? Huh? Uh, Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16. Let's take it from verse 1. Romans chapter 16 from verse 1. I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is a sanctuary, that ye receive her in the law, as becoming saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succorer of many, and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life, lay down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Now watch this. Romans chapter 16 verse 5. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. The cell meeting is the church in the house. The cell meeting is the church in the house. Hallelujah. The cell meeting is the church. We pray, we study the Bible, we have fellowship, we have evangelism, everything. Amen? How many of you understand it? Hmm? Next one. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 19. Hallelujah. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. With the church that is where? With the church that is where? In their house. Amen. Hmm? Colossians chapter 4 and verse 15. Colossians. Colossians. Chapter 4 and verse 15. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphas and the church which is in his house. I can give you scripture after scripture after scripture that shows you that in the New Testament church, the church was meeting not only in the public place, but the church was also meeting from house to house. This is the mistake that the modern church has made. Yeah. It's a mistake. The mistake is that we have now taken out the church that meets in the house. And we have concentrated the church. Huh? We have concentrated 
the church only in the big place. Amen. Can I have an amen? Hmm? Can I understand it now? As a result of the early believers meeting in the temple and in houses, praying, fellowshipping, deepening their knowledge in the teachings of the apostles and breaking bread together under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, an atmosphere was created that led to church, to church growth. A combination of worship in the super ground church, which is the meeting in the big church, eh? on the Sabbath day, or on our Sundays as we have it, and the underground church, which is the self during the week, leads to a healthy, growing, caring church. Clap your hands for the Lord. Oh, give the Lord a wonderful cup of water. Amen. So I hope it is clear now. Is it clear? Eh? Good. Now, what are the benefits of a self-based church? When the church is a self-based church, what are the benefits? Number one, Number one, church growth. Number one, church growth. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16. How many of you want our church to grow? Verse 16, verse 16, 1, 6. How many of you want the church to grow? Yeah? Amen? Now, watch this. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So the scripture is showing that the body joining together, different parts coming together, I get what I'm saying. Eh? You see, the reason why, listen to this, the reason why a cell-based church grows is because it functions like cells in the human body. If you, if you cut, if you dissect, you know, the human body, you come to a little part. The little part, okay, from where life begins, it's called a cell. And it is when all the cells come together, then they form a tissue. And when the tissues come together, they form an organ. And when all the organs are put together, they get a human being. Amen. So, a cell-based church, a cell-based church, okay, behaves just like the human body. So, be big power. Be big power. So, see, see, can eat power. So, now you're a After two weeks, three weeks, eh, because the cells there begin to multiply. They begin to multiply. They begin to multiply and then join together. Amen? One of the greatest benefits for a self-based church is growth. Church growth. Church growth. Amen? Church growth. 
Wow. Church grow. How many of you want the church to grow? Look. Let me explain to you one of the mechanisms that leads to growth. Okay. Watch this. Watch this. There are two ways of fishing. It takes such a long time. But it is, it, is, it, is, it is one of the ways of catching faith. Now, many churches, watch this, many churches by going away from this pattern of building God's church, of using themselves, are doing evangelism using hook, line, and sinker. Now, hook, line, and sinker evangelism there. So, Charlie, it takes a very long time. It takes a very long time. Another way of catching fish is by taking your net. A big net. Now what could you know? Now what? Net, you know? Now what can? Bear 20 minutes. 30 minutes. Then you pull it. How many of you agree with me? That when you pull it, it is likely that you catch a lot of fish. Watch this. When the church is self-based, alright, when it says self-based, what we have done is that we have cast a big net over an area. So for example, where we are, say this place called New Achimota. If we have cells all over the different communities of New Achimota, and then the cells, one of the main things that the cells do is that they do evangelism. They do evangelism. You know? We, 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 even, even at my cathedral now, we are vaccinated. But in the heat of our cell system, on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday morning, we are getting like 100 converts on a Sunday from all the services put together. Because, because every cell has the aim of winning at least one soul. So if you have 50 cells, and Saturday, they go and do evangelism. And everybody is winning one soul. Fifty by one. That is fifty people. Can you imagine fifty people coming, I mean, being won every Sunday here? It means in a month, that is two hundred people. Now, if we are able to even retain only ten percent, let's just take the ten percent. We want two hundred a month. And we are returning only 10%, which means 20 people are added to the church every month. In 10 months, that is 200 people. Hey. In 10 months, that is 200 people. In another 10 months, that is 400 people. How many churches are adding 200 people in 10 months? When you go around the church, that's what's possible. Small, 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 small
The soul winning is not effective. And it is not effective because the churches have gone away from the pattern. Listen carefully. They have gone away from the pattern. The early church was meeting in the temple and it was also meeting from house to house. Amen? So let's cast the nets. Pastors, in your branches, cast the nets. Train people. Start themselves. And encourage, train the cell leaders and the cell members to go out. Every week they must go out. A cell that does not engage in evangelism, you must, count, you must close it down. It has lost its purpose. Yeah. When a cell just meets, Close it down. Close The power, listen. The power of the cell system is in the evangelism. The soul winning. The soul winning is so powerful. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just talking to you about this church that they are just about to launch. If, if, if 600 people, and this is just three weeks, in three weeks, just three weeks, if 600 people are gathering, then the number of souls that we have actually won is over 1,000 in three weeks on the ground. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Number two. The second benefit. The second benefit. Number two. The cell system allows more leaders to be trained in the church. It allows more leaders to be trained in the church. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And it gives some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Amen? Huh? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Pastors, your main work is to be training people to help you to do the work of God. And through the cells, you see, what happens is that through the cells, a lot of people are one. A lot of people are one. And therefore, you have a lot of people to train. Many churches don't have leaders because nobody is one. So you have the same people. The same people who do all the work. And at a certain point, it becomes too burdensome that some people also backslide. Yeah? We train people all the time. We don't joke of our new leader school. We can graduate 150 people. And then immediately we put them into the system, training them. You know, the beginning of, of this year, the beginning of this year, we, we started, I think, over another 80 cells. Actually, we're going to start like over 100 and something. I think we're able to do about over 80. And these are young, young people. I can see a lot of young people in the church. The young people must start cells. We have cells in our youth church, what we call the safe church. We have cells. You can see a 16-year-old boy, 18-year-old boy, 
coming to church in an Evan bus with 16 people. Can I have an amen? Yes. So young people in the church, you must rise up. That is why there must be training programs in the church. On Sundays, after church, we don't go home. Sunday is our working day. Yeah. It is Sunday that we use to train people, to teach people, and make the maximum use of our Sundays. Eh? So for a while, man, sorry, about 11, what if you are for? Eleven AM, twelve twelve uh, you should be in the church. When I when I go to church in the morning, I run about six to get into seven. I leave the following day. I live on I live on Monday. I go on Sunday, I live on Monday. One AM, midnight, two. That's when I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. And not only me, my pastors, my shepherds, we are there. Leadership training. Hallelujah. You are going to become a great leader in the church. Clap your hands for the Lord. Amen. Number three. Number three. I'm talking to you. I'm just about to end. Number three, the third benefit for a self-based church is that it helps the pastor to share the burden of the work with the members and the leaders. One man cannot build a church alone. Hello? Or some now they open a story. Who do I say? Who do you want to be a woman? A kunyano. What kind of kunyano? We are we are we are friends. Microwave. We are microwave. Huh? Yeah, a lot of church members they just come to church. They don't do anything. Do you see? But the pastor, the pastor's work. All right, he cannot do it alone. Any pastor who wants to build a growing, caring, healthy church must share the burden with the church members. Amen? I got what I'm saying. Yeah. Look at Exodus chapter 18, verse 22. Exodus chapter 18. You are reading from verse 22. You are reading from verse 22. Okay. Alright. Let, let, let's go. Go, go back to... Um, I, I don't know, if, if you could go, if, if you could project fast, then, you know, I'll be able to, it's, it's a little slow for me. Alright, let's take it from about verse 13. From verse 13. Okay. Give me NIV. Give me NIV. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. To, between 2 to 3 million people. He sat down as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone as judge? Why all these people stood around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, Because the people come to me to see God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, 
and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and laws. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. Keep it there. What you are doing is not good. A pastor who is carrying the burden alone, you are doing the wrong thing. Oh, boy, son, here. But the question is, that the on top of the son of the and I'm saying, Jesus said, eh? Jesus said, Matthew chapter 9 from verse 36, and when he saw the multitudes, he was moved com- with compassion on them. For they fainted and were scattered as sheep without a shepherd. Verse 37. Then said he to his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Now, one of the reasons why the laborers are few is that there isn't much growth in the church. There isn't much growth in the church. So through the church system, there is a lot of growth, so there are a lot of people, and then the pastor can then train them. The pastor can then train them. So that they will share in the bed. Jethro told Moses, for you to wake up in the morning, sit down here, judging the people. Maybe Abba, I said, Moses, and Yakua, me banching out a bunch of phone and pointing and pointing up our way. May cancel our bombs throw. Then you sit down there. As he's talking at this one, so I, so I come. And Mikuru, or Nam, where your friends are too much at market. Now, Michelle, you phone, Michelle, you phone, Bobby, picture, SSU, or your Obano, Mentiasia, then that one also. Can you imagine? Between two to three million people, one person. Church, church. We don't have to sit down for our pastor only to suffer. We must, we must do the work of our pastor. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Any pastor here who is working alone, you are not a good pastor. You are not. You have to have a lot of people. You have to have a lot of people. A lot of Yeah. And you must trust people. Recently I went to have a, a camp meeting for my pastors and, and shepherds. From the Colonel Cathedral alone, okay, we went with almost 900 people. Yeah. Shepherds and ordinary people. I told them, bring all the people in the New Believers School. Bring, bring ordinary people. You just bring them. And for three days, I taught them about working for God. That is how to generate leaders and have a lot of people. Amen? There were roughly about 400 people who are not shepherds. So yesterday, I was telling Reverend Jude, I said, train them. Train them. If you start training 400 people, by the time you finish, even if you have 200 of them, can you imagine the work that can be done? Can you imagine the work? But we have left the work to our pastor. And I yet see I saw the yet the answer. Eh, so for bumpa ye mami. Eh, na minya ukuluware. Eh, minya juma. Eh, me bisha biya nida. That is why we have not been blessed. Because as for you, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, your visa, your husband, your wife, your car, your land, shall be added unto you. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? And you expect God to bless you. Now, now, go back, go back. Exodus. Huh? Exodus. Where did we reach? Well, where were we? We have not gotten here. 17. And Moses' father in law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Continue. NIV, 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 NIV. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. If you try to handle the church work alone, you collapse. You collapse. You collapse. A pastor's work is to train the people. A pastor's work is to pray. A pastor's work is to study the scripture. A pastor's work is to hear the voice of God telling you, do this, do this. And then you, you commit the people to do the way. But you see, many pastors are dying. They have hypertension. They are broken down recently. Recently. And I, think, I don't know whether it's this or last in America. A pastor of a huge church, I think 3,000 or 5,000, very loving pastor. His church loves him. Great pastor. He came to church. It was time for him to preach. He walked to the public like this. You, you, you can Google it. If you Google it on YouTube, you may find it. Alright. He stood here. He said, I have an announcement to make today. A pastor that has built a large church. Eh? They love him. He said, I have an announcement to make today. You know, from today I'm resigning as a pastor of the church. Because over the last couple of years, as I've been building this church, I've not been having time for my family, for my personal life. He resigned. He resigned. I don't know why you're laughing. It's not a laughing matter. What does it mean that the pastor has resigned? Strike the shepherd and the sheep is coming. It's not a laughing matter. You see, you are carnal, that's why you are laughing. You are not spiritual. The most important person in this church for your life is your pastor. His prayer is what is keeping you. Yes? His prayer, his intercession, the way that he's preaching to you is what is keeping you. On the day that he walks out, it will affect your life. Many pastors are depressed. They are weak. They are dying. They have hypertension. They have diseases. Because it is too much. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. I am talking to you about the benefits of a self-based church. And I'm saying that one of the benefits is that it helps the pastor to share the burden with the members. We run hundreds of area fellowships at Conagon and satellite churches. Satellite churches alone is like small, small, you know, branches. Satellite churches, I think we have like over 60 something. Can I handle it all alone? No. I don't even know where they are. I've trained my people. And I've released them. 
Yes. I train people all the time. I spend time on them. Take them for camp meetings. Take them for retreats. Have interactions with them. Share the burden. All of you here can be trained to evangelize. You can be trained to pray. You can be trained to teach the word of God. You can be trained to do person-to-person evangelism. Everybody, and that is what the pastor must do. So that you have an army of people who can help you. And that is a great benefit for a service church. So now, continue. Teach them the decrease. No, go back. Go back, go back, go back. Listen now to me. And I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. So God is advising us at this convention. <laughs> God has brought advice to this church. Hello? God has brought wisdom to this church. And wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all that get and get understanding. May you receive the wisdom of God in the name of Jesus. Hey. Every problem in your life is a wisdom problem. I'll say it again. Every problem in your life is a wisdom problem. It is a problem because you don't have the wisdom for it. Once you get the wisdom for it, the problem will disappear. Before there were antibiotics, human beings were dying like ants. Once antibiotics were introduced, that we solved all the problems. May you receive wisdom. Concern your own personal life. Bibia Ehau, Ephala Brabo, Usika Samwa, Juma Wawaya, Bibia, Jay Arabi Yansa, Sia, where Yesu Christo Bimu, Arabi Ebo Yansa, Arabi Ebo Yibia, where Yesu Christo Bimu. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? Amen. Listen now to me, and I'll give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to God. A pastor must be the people's representative to God. That is why a pastor's work is to pray, spend time before the Lord, to pray and to study the way and to relate with God and to bring the problems to God. Next one. Teach them the decrees and laws and show them the way to live and the duties they are to perform. Hmm? But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate the standards game and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they, they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. As we are about to launch this our church, look, I am playing my part. I train the people. I tell them what we are going to do. We should do this. We should do this. And then I also have the people who are on the ground. They are also doing their part. I'm not carrying everything. I cannot. I'm even doing construction. 
I go there to supervise the construction. This should be done. This should be done. This should be done. This should be done. I share it with my people. The pastor, God is speaking to you. This is why many churches are not working. Because also even in many churches, the pastors do not pass the ordinary members. But the ordinary members that God has given to you, they are the tools that God has given to you. You need to equip them so that they can become effective helpers. Can I have an amen? amen? Benefits of a service church. Number one, church group. Number two, effective evangelism. Number three, leadership platform. Number four, eh? it allows the pastor to share the burden with the people. And number five, I end with this one. Okay? A service church has a lot of benefits to the church members themselves. Yeah. I can give you 40 benefits. Because I'm more 40 benefits. Better. Already you are tired. But it has a lot of benefits. What is one of the benefits? One of the benefits is that in a survey church, the members are known. They are not just as a scanner. They are known. When you go to many big churches, the members are just human beings. Nobody knows them. But in a survey church, because everybody joins a little group, okay, you are known in the group. Number two, there is love. There is protection. There is care. Why? Because amongst the little group, we know ourselves. We can support ourselves. In my church, many times I hear people, this one was in the hospital, his bills, he can't pay. So the members of the fellowship have contributed money and they have helped the person to pay. Yeah. Amen? In, 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 in a, in a self-day church, eh, your special events, your baby dedication, it will be celebrated by your members. Your naming ceremony, your members should be there. Your wedding, your members should be there. When there's a funeral for your loved one, I mean, if you take like our church, okay, sometimes on a particular day, there are two funerals here, wedding is here, so many activities, okay, and you see the members of the fellowship, the members of the fellowship grouping themselves and helping them. That is what makes it a care, a healthy church. May the Lord bless heritage. I said, may the Lord bless heritage with the anointing for the substance of it. I'm going to pray for you to receive that anointing. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and pray. Tell the Lord to anoint you for the cell work. Tell the Lord to anoint you for the cell work. I want to serve you, Lord. I want to become a cell leader. I want to bring the ark of God to my house. I want to be part of this new thing that God is doing. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. Yes, Lord. Pray. Let a powerless, the Holy Ghost, follow me. 
anointing. Oh. I want you to pray that God will anoint you tonight. Stop your hands and your voice and pray. I've got to anoint you. Lift up your hands out over the pastors, shepherds, church members. The anointing for the cell work is coming upon you. God is bringing us multitudes of cells, thousands of cells. Yes, hundreds of cells in our churches. Light of the World Cathedral Collegon. Opus is a college main game. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His present service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 278 888 884 or 543 289 289 
The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.